Alhamdulillahi dil jalali wal ikram Farada ala ibadihi hajja baytillahi haram Waratabah ala thalika wafiran Wafiral al-ajri wajazil al-in'am Faman hajja lillahi falam yarfuth Walam yafsuk Raja'aka yawmi waladat u'ummu Naqiyan minal dhunubi wal-atham وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له لا شريك له الملك العلام وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله خير من صلى وحج والصام صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه الكرام أما بعد أيها المؤمنون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى وراقبوه سبحانه مراقبة من يعلم أن ربه يسمعه ويرى وتقوى الله جل وعلا خير زاد يبلغ إلى رضوان الله قال الله تعالى وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى والتقون يا أولي الألباب After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala After passing salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made hajj a rukan and a pillar of Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made hajj a great pillar and one of the pillars that if one is able to afford this and it becomes wajib, it becomes compulsory on this person to fulfill this pillar of Islam. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and many of us and in fact all of us listening or sitting here our heart yearns to be of those people that will stand on the plains of Arafah that will walk through the streets of Mina that will pelt the Jamarat that will make tawaf around the Kaaba. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He handpicks certain slaves And he chooses certain slaves to fulfill this O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Know that there are many lessons From the school, from the madrasa of hajj And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has given, who has made maqasidul hajj. He has made objectives for this hajj. And of the first objectives of hajj, or the first maqasid that we would like to look at, and this is the greatest objective of hajj, and that is Tahqiq al-Tawheed And that is to bring out the reality 
of Tawheed and Ikhlas and sincerity for the sake of Allah and for Allah alone and to free oneself from ascribing partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my beloved brothers the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa fi siyak ذكر جابر رضي الله عنه لحج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال أن جابر رضي الله عنه is that companion that has a lengthy hadith from when Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم when he left Medina throughout his journey of Hajj until his Hajj ended and he says فَأَهَلَّ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِالتَّوْحِيدِ فَقَالْ لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ So Jabir رضي الله عنه says that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he raised his voice in declaring the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he uttered the words that each and every one of us know and that the Hajj that he will say from the eighth day and they will say labbaik Allahumma labbaik that O Allah I am here at your service now O Allah and they will utter the words of Tawheed that there is no ilah that has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final messenger of Allah and he will carry on and he will say he will say inna alhamda that all praise wal ni'mata and grace laka wal mulk it is for Allah and the dominion la sharika lak and he has no partner Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from the lesson of this objective of hajj my beloved brothers is that we as an ummah should rectify our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we should rectify our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we should learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of the first things as Hafiz al-Hakami as he, as he says wajibu ala al-abidi ma'rifatu rabbi bit-tawheedi Hafiz al-Hakami he says that the first thing that is compulsory upon the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to learn tawheed so each and every slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs to learn who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as for the second baqasid, the second objective of hajj, then it is to increase our taqwa. It is to make sure that we are God conscious. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ 
and be God conscious. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa'lamu and know anna Allah shadeedul iqab. Then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is severe in punishment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Watazawadu and prepare. Fa'inna khayra zadi taqwa. And the best of preparations is to be God conscious and God fearing. Wattakuni ya ulil albab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in another verse Wattakullah and be God conscious Wa'lamu and know Annakum ilayhi tuhsharun and know that we are going to return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says Thalika wa man yu'adhim sha'airillah ذَلِكَ وَمَنْ يُعَذِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and know that is so and whosoever honors the sha'ar the symbols of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is certainly out of piety of one's heart my beloved brothers in Islam to be God conscious is extremely important and especially for the Hajj, especially for that person that is going to stand on the plains of Arafah, that's going to walk through the streets of Mina, that's going to pelt the Jamarat. Things might not be extremely easy and things might be a bit difficult, but know that it is important to be God conscious at all times. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us and he says kunt, That be God conscious wherever you are So whether you're in the masjid, whether you're on the streets, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're in the shopping mall Be God conscious because sometimes we lack this we lack this God consciousness and only when we in the masjid or only when we in certain circles then we are God fearing. But when we are with other people, when we are in other circles then we forget about Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our slaves of Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala of the maqasid and of the objectives of hajj then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He also informs us and He says to us in the Quran لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ أَن تَبْتَهُ فَضْلًا مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَإِذَا أَفَضْتُمْ مِنْ عَرَفَاتٍ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ عِنْدَ الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ وَاذْكُرُوهُ كَمَا هَدَاكُمْ وَإِنْ كُنْتُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ لَمِنَ الضَّالِّينَ Allah Azza wa Jal informs us and he says There is no blame on you for seeking the bounty of your Lord during this journey So from the maqasid and from the objectives of hajj Is that one can seek one's bounty on this journey as well When you return from Arafat Then praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise Him for He has indeed guided you. From the lessons and from the maqasid of hajj 
is that we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this ni'mah and for this guidance of Islam. Millions and millions of people throughout the world they've not embraced this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet many of us we were born into this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this ni'mah? Do we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this? Many a times, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find someone that enters the deen of Allah, and then you will find someone saying, that was born Muslim, mashallah. Look at this person. He appreciates the deen of Allah. And many a times those people that came into the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they witnessed the other side of the coin. They witnessed what is shirk. They witnessed what is to worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They witnessed what is to ascribe a son to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet we that were born into this deen of Allah, we don't thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough for this ni'mah. As Allah azza wa jal says, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٍ And if you were to thank Allah azza wa jal, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you. And if you were to not thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment is severe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا And when you have fulfilled your sacred rites, then praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As you used to praise your forefathers before Islam, or even more passionately. So fulfilling your rights with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a lesson for all of us. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that proclaim and call the Hajj. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ رِجَالًا And they will come to you. How will they come? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders Nabi Ibrahim, he says, you just make the call and leave the rest. They will come to you on foot, on every lean camel, from every distant path, so they may obtain the benefits of this. Sometimes we, and a lesson from this of Hajj, is that sometimes we feel that my call is just not enough, that my message to someone is not enough, and I need to stand there and I need to force them and this is not the way. Because if you see what Nabi Ibrahim did, Allah says to him, just call the people. And the rest you leave in my hands. 
So sometimes it is just upon us to give the message. And we leave the rest in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the objectors of Hajj, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he spoke about Hajj, when he spoke about the rituals of Hajj, then he informed his companions and he told them, He said to his companions, Take from me your manasik. Take from me your hajj. And many a times, when you're on hajj, you see some strange things. You see some things that are not of the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is supposed to be hajj. This is supposed to be that journey that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us through the lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that they will return like the day their mothers gave birth to them. This is that hajj that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives his slaves that stood on the day of Arafah. But yet we find that people have lost the objective of taking the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. <coughs> and this is not only on hajj, but of the lessons and the objective of hajj is to learn to follow the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not just in the garb that he wore, not just in lengthening the beard, but in all acts of worship, in all acts of ibadah. And Sayyid ibn Musayyab, one of the great tabi'is was sitting in Masjid al-Nabawi one day, and he sees a man making two raka'ats, after the Fajr Salah. And he's making two rakats, and he makes salam and he gets up and he makes two rakats, and this goes on for a while. And then he's complete and Sayyid ibn Musayyab he approaches him, Rahimallahu Ta'ala, and he asks him, like, why are you doing something that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never did? Now here we need to understand, my beloved brothers, what was this person doing? He was making salah. Something that is established in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he asks Sayyid ibn Musayyab, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to punish me for making salah? And Sa'id ibn Musayyab says, No, Allah Azza wa Jal is not going to punish you for making salah, but 
but he's going to punish you for not following the sunnah. So many a times in our society and in our communities, you will find this. But we are just making adhkar. We are just reciting Quran in a group. We are just making mawludun nabawi. We are just doing this and we are just doing that. But the answer is, is this from the sunnah? قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ That say, if you truly want Allah to love you, then you need to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from the objectives of hajj is إِسْلَاحُ الْقُلُوبُ is to purify our hearts for those that are on Hajj and for those that are not on Hajj. As the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says, "There are no better ten days or no better days than the days of Dhul Hijjah, from the first of Dhul Hijjah until the days has been completed of Tashriq, and from the Sunan." From the practices of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to fast these days. To do any acts of good. To recite the takbir. The takbir that we recite on Eid. To recite this during these days. Any time of the day. When you're driving in your car. When you're sitting in your lounge. Wherever you might be. Recite the takbir. And as for the males, raise your voices. And as for the females, if they're in the public place, then don't raise your voice. But if you're in your house, with your children, with your husband, with your family, then there's no problem in reciting this a bit loud. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the objectives, and from the maqasid of hajj, is that we learn to have good akhlaq and good character. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was sent. He was sent to perfect akhlaq. He was sent to perfect character. And this we see on the journey of hajj. As Allah azza wa jal, he tests us. He tests the hajj. And he needs to have a lot of patience. Sometimes the bus is late. Not 10 minutes, not 20 minutes. But 2 hours, 3 hours, 4 hours. Sometimes the queues are long. Sometimes people are pushing. Sometimes you can't walk around the Kaaba to Tawaf. It's so full that you just stand and you just get pushed. And these are lessons that we as non-hujjaj can learn and take. Because in everyday life as well, you need to have sabr. You need to have patience. And many a times, our character and our akhlaq is tested. When our patience is tested. 
and from the maqasid and the objectives of hajj is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives his slaves. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Man hajja lillah falam yarfuth walam yafsuq raja'aka yawmi waladathu ummuhu. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us and he says, that whomsoever performs hajj, falam yarfuth, and he does not involve himself <coughs> in squabbles <coughs> and in relationships with his spouse <coughs> and in all things that he's not supposed to be doing. Walam yafsuk, and he does not commit sin whilst he's on this journey of his hajj. Raja, he will return like how his mother. Or her mother gave birth to them. So, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the lesson for us as non hujjaj is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa hayyun la yamut. That Allah azza wa jal, that He is all loving and He will never die. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being. That he forgives all sins. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being that he descends in the third portion of the night and he looks for his slave and he calls out, Who is there of my slaves that wants to be forgiven? I shall forgive him. Who is there of my slaves that needs something from me? Let him ask. And I will give. And know my beloved brothers in Islam. The Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we call out to. Is not a Lord that is stingy. He's not a Rabb that sleeps. No slumbers. He's a Lord that is all hearing. And he's all seeing. And whatever needs we need does not only apply for the hajj <coughs> but for each and every slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the governments and when the families and when people are asleep then turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that answers our prayer. Aqulu hadha qawl wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa lisairil muslimin min kulli dham fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoorul rahim. الحمد لله كثيرا أحمد أحمد سبحانه حمد الشاكرين واثنى عليه ثناء الذاكرين وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له لا شريك له إلي الأولين والآخرين وشهد أن محمد دن عبده ورسوله سيد ولد الآدم أجمعين 
sallallahu wa sallam alaihi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd ayyuhal mu'minuna ibadallah ittaqullaha ta'ala aw slayz of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in suratul baqarah when he ends the verses of hajj Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ فِي أَيَّامٍ مَعْدُودَاتٍ فَمَنْ تَعَجَّلَ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ لِمَنْ اتَّقَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ Allah says and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these appointed days whoever departs swiftly on the second day is not sinful Neither are those who stay behind till the third, seeking additional reward, so long as they are mindful of the Lord and be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that we will be returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from this verse and from the objectives of the school and the madrasa of Hajj, we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he speaks about those people that stay on the days of Tashriq. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He speaks about those that completes and stays the three days, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَمَنْ تَعَجَّلَ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ لِمَنِ اتَّقَى and as for those that stay the three days, they will get additional reward. So like this, my beloved brothers, when we increase in our ibadah, and we don't just do the bare minimum that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes wajib for us, we do. But other than that, then we just stay away. But rather, we should always increase and do extra. From the lesson and to end off, our says of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the last objectives of Hajj, is to have unity. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many places in the Quran, He mentions and He says, وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعُ وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا and hold on fast unto the ropes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be not divided amongst yourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he also informs us and he says in Surah Al-Hujurat إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةِ That indeed the believers they are brothers. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in dire need of unity. But what type of unity? Unity that is based upon the Quran and the Sunnah ala fahmi salaf upon the understanding of the first three generations. وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِيهِ 